yes, yes, yes. Yes, beautiful introduction. Um, my name is Shane Smith, a.k.a. Shane O, a.k.a. Shitwater Shane, a.k.a. Snicky, a.k.a. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have that many a.k.a.s, to be honest. But nonetheless, uh, it's me, your host of the Organic Poison Podcast, Sickest in the South. Um, it's been a while, it's been a while since I dropped a pod, probably, uh, three weeks, I think, maybe a month, I'm not sure, you know, I had a lot of shit going at the time, I thought I was about to be rocking and rolling and dropping them, but I didn't, so, to hell with it, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and make up for it and drop, like, three this week, might record another one tomorrow, nonetheless, we have arrived, the time has come. The moment has appeared. The Best of the Pine Belt Awards came out, and I did not win. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, you know, cool. I, I, okay, whenever this all first started, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I'm just saying when it all first started, I was super hype on it, something I thought about every day. And, uh, you know, I had set out since I went uh, you know, actually, the, the the thought became in my head last year. Um, my friend, and our dear friend, friend of the show, Timothy Watkins, he became uh, nominated for Best Podcast and Best Comedian. That's awesome. That was cool. Well, by the time they had the awards was right when, uh, after Brittany had had my son, Brittany being my wife, and, uh, yeah, so we ended up, that was like a, a, you know, she had healed whatever. It was our, I think it was our first night to go out after he was born. And uh, Tim did not win either, but, you know, we were there for him. And fortunately, and this is in his words, not just mine, because I enjoyed the experience. But fortunately, the two categories that he was nominated for were the first two categories that they named out loud at the official award show. So, we ended up leaving shortly after, which, you know, whatever, all by good by everyone there. I'm sure everyone kind of would have had the same sentiments that we were peers with, at least. But, uh, and we went to the Keg and Barrel and had some beer, and then we went home. Nonetheless, the experience at this award show was fun. I was like, man, this is great. Like, I would love to be able to have been invited here. Fortunately, my coworker at the time, at my new job, which is where... I've worked, but uh, she had given some, us some tickets, so we got to go for free. Anyway, but uh, no, I just thought about how great, like, man, it'd be cool to just kind of, you know, I guess I probably have some internal, you know, thing about feeling accepted and being accepted or liked or whatever it may be, nonetheless, uh, and I was like, man, it would, it would be cool to be like a part of this, like, you know, they got people out here taking pictures of the nominees and, you know, like, it's a big deal if you win an award and, you know, all that other stuff. At least it is for the night, you know. I was like, man, this would be cool. But also there's the part of me, the music and me being com competitive and what have you. And I was like, you know, man, shit, I rap. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see anything that has anything to do with rap artists here. It's like, so what if I made, you know, 
I'm moving down here, or I've moved down here, and I'm about to start doing my own rap shit and stuff like that, like getting back and doing solo stuff. I was like, what if I made a song that could get nominated for Song of the Year, and then I could get nominated for other stuff? And I was like, well, because I have been making music for a long time, I just haven't lived in the Pine Belt. You know, I was like, and I've got plenty of, you know, if they ever need to go back and look at something, then you can go back and look at it. But so that's why I was like, man, man I'm going to come in. I'm going to get nominated for as many, as many awards as I possibly can. Well, here we are circa, you know, four or five months later when they actually do the voting. Six months later when they were doing the voting, Manny Anderson was out and so was Say My Name. These are two, the first two songs that I released solo, uh... You know that I had recorded in Jackson, and I released them uh, about a month before they started uh, doing the voting. Now, this was not when I was heavy pushing it or anything like that, but I just released them to the people that followed me on social media and my peers. You know, I was like, "Hey, I dropped some new music." The same circle of people that I would drop, you know, say three nine six hooligans music or anything prior. If I do anything, this would have been the same group that I promoted it to. Well, I thought that Say My Name was going to be the song that more or less took off. Well, I was sadly mistaken. I, not sadly, because this song was great too. I mean, uh, Manny Anderson. Manny Anderson took off. Like, it was the one. Like, that was the one that everybody was like, man, this is the shit. You know, this is, I mean, I'm being dramatic, but everybody really liked that one. Mind you, I really liked, I thought that, I think that Say My Name is like a better song. Because, just because of the, like, the uh, the content, which it's still pretty bare, or pretty vague, but there's some stuff in there that's like, I mean, you know, it's more personable lyrics, you know. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to little Caleb, that's a gold mouth dog. Shout out to that Manny Anderson song, because that song has... It did more of kicking in the door for me in Hattiesburg than, uh, you know, than I could have just done on my own. Especially with not being able to be as out and about socially. You know, it's like, I really enjoy doing this podcast, I really enjoy making music, but I don't really get out that much, so... <laughs> you know, it's like, if I leave the house, then I've got to leave the house to go make some money or to, you know, build, build something, you know, like it's got to be, very rarely do we just go out and, you know, do things for leisure, which, you know, it's benefits of having a young kid and, you know, a wife, nonetheless, uh, yeah, so I don't really, I don't really know where, oh yeah, uh, Manny Anderson was one, so I was like, well, to hell with it. I mean, there. I feel like there was more substance to say my name. That was my my whole point in pointing that out. Like, there's more substance to it. So I was like, well, maybe this would resonate more with the crowd. Mind you, there's a lot. There is a lot of people that were involved with in the voting process. I think they counted over 300,000 votes or something of that nature. Not for that category, but just in general, for the whole uh, thing. And, I mean, that's a lot of votes. That's a lot of people. But I, not even a major, not even close to a majority or half the majority of those people that voted for all these different categories had any clue who I was. Like, to and to the, the percentage of people who did, you'd have to cut that probably in half to people who only knew who I was because my name was on the nominee list. 
So, I mean, and I'm sure that can be pretty similar for a lot of people on a lot of these categories. Nonetheless, the uh, the same band and their guitarist won like six awards. Uh, There's a guy named Shelby Kemp and a band called the Royal Horses. And to be fair, they are the music that they make is is it's good music and it's just different, you know. Like I I went in thinking I could, you know, I'm about to just go and I did. I got I'm pretty sure I was still the first rap music to ever get nominated for that award. I mean, I could be wrong, but if you ask me, and from the little bit of research I've done and asking and questioning that I've done, I might have been the first rap song ever nominated for Song of the Year in the Best of the Pine Belt. And it was Manny Anderson. And I'll say this, you know, I would have put off doing a music video. So, like, that, being able to do, or get nominated for that was a good reason to push to get that music video done. And we got it done. And it was awesome, and it was fun. We had a great time filming it. I had a great time pushing it and promoting it. Go listen to it now. Go stream Manny Anderson. Go stream Say My Name because it's on the DSPs as well and doesn't have anywhere near as many streams as uh, Manny Anderson does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it, it did. It was, it was cool. And, you know, we, we repped that shit, and I had people voting, and next year we're going to come back and do the same thing. But we're going to do it a little bit better. So, and I, I'm also going to get my uh, other rap friends from Hattiesburg. And I say from Hattiesburg. I'm going to get the, or excuse me, I say rap friends, but I'm also going to get the punk bands to do it. Because it, I'm not going to get them to do it, but I'm going to suggest that they do it. If, there, if any of you guys have any of the connections with any of these guys in the punk scene here, like I know that we probably aren't like just on the best terms in the world, but think about how great of a way it would be if we promoted if we promoted our music and you know did whatever we do throughout the year but when that time comes for things to get nominated we just go and hand out flyers and we go on these huge campaigns to get people to vote us into these categories obviously you know stick to categories that actually make sense i mean they kind of have it set up. They have like uh, they have a category. It's like most unique bands, and I actually think there was a pretty you know down with the down with the calls guys that you know actually won that uh, award, which is dope. But think about if it was all flooded out with like and this is a broad statement, but like underground bands or rappers, like that would be nuts. Or like best emerging artist, boom. And I would only say for them for you know them slash us to do that for one year which i mean hey you know i'm just saying the onslaught it's like because in all honesty me pursuing this and doing this was going kind of reverting back to what i was saying earlier is being accepted it's like i want to i would like i would like to work with like make music with all of the people on all of those lists because where i'm from I have pretty much made music with all the people that have similar interests with me. And if I don't, if I didn't make music with it, with them, it's because A, timing just never worked out, or B, neither one of us liked each other. You know what I'm saying? Egos got in the way. But here, there's so many people. I don't, I didn't grow up with all these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, man, let's, I want to make music. Hey, I rap, but I also can, you know, do other stuff. 
Like, but are you can we can you can do something on mine? Like, I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, I'm still definitely and outside of that plan and outside of whatever. I will always want to make music with the Prom Knights. I don't know how we're going to make that happen, but that's got to happen. If you don't know who the Prom Knights are, you need to look them up. They have two singles on Spotify. They started out, well, when I discovered them, they were a cover band. But they were like the best cover band you will ever hear. I'm pretty sure I've probably talked about them on this podcast before. But just in case you haven't been listening to this podcast for a year, as long as it's been on, then, you know, whatever. But check out the Prom Knights. They're awesome. Uh, cool dudes too. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, congratulations to everybody who won. And oh, the podcast was nominated too, but I didn't really think we were going to win that. The same uh, chicks that won last year won this year, and I call them chicks because the name of their uh, podcast is called Paranormal Chicks. So congratulations to them. I. Uh, I think that whatever they've got going on over there is pretty hardcore. <laughs> so I have a, a lot of admiration for whatever it is they're doing. I'm pretty sure that you could consider my podcast a lifestyle podcast, but a lot of the times it seems like it might just be me on here sharing my thoughts. So if I could just tell you, the main reason that I started the main reason I started this podcast was to be able to interview music artists and to be able to, uh, you know interview them but have conversations with them as well you know not make it i don't want to be too uncomfortable i would rather us be able to talk about things i know some people are cool with talking about certain things some people aren't whatever but and i have several people that i've been talking to about getting on the podcast for the music or that are musicians or they're rappers or they're artists in some sort but just making it happen is a little bit more difficult than uh then I that I make it a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. Not on purpose, but it just happens. Nonetheless, here I am. Here we are. Here you are listening to this podcast. Thank you guys for voting if you voted on either one of the categories. Shout out. We'll be back next year. We're going to have some more fun. We're going to do some more clever shit. Uh, we're, we're, in, we're in the pond belt now, baby. <laughs> uh, so... With all that being said, basketball is back. Excuse me, the basketball playoffs are back. And uh yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting. You know, they 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 I'm you know, I'm just going to go run through the things that I'm talking about today and I'm going to assume that you know at least a little bit of what I'm talking about because most of the people that are listening to this podcast right now I know we are all talking about the same things right now or we're seeing the same things. And if we're not, hey, let me know that I should be more ex- explainative. Playoffs, uh, there was a day, two days ago, I believe, maybe three, where all the teams, maybe four by the time you hear this, uh, all the teams said we're not playing. Baseball said they're not playing. NHL said they're not playing. No, I don't. I think actually hockey might not even have been. I don't know, but I do know that basketball and baseball didn't play. Uh, they had, you know, we're going to talk about this a little later. But there was the James Blake uh, shooting that happened in Wisconsin, uh, 
But uh, they decided they're going to keep playing. Well, tonight, just a few minutes ago, I watched the uh, Lakers uh, completely disembowel the Blazers. Now, I want to tell you something. The Blazers are a good team. Dame, da- Dame, Dame Dash. No, uh, Dame, Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard. Dame, the boy. Uh, he's an he's an immaculate player, and he is the reason that they succeed to the point of which that they are. He's the reason they don't get burnt out because he doesn't get burnt out. He's got, I mean, he's a great player. Excellent. I know some of you probably don't listen, watch much basketball, but by now I'm sure you've at least seen a gif of Damian Lillard. Anyway, whenever this series started, the Trailblazers won one game, and immediately everyone starts saying, oh, LeBron, he's a... He's he's washed up. He's never going to be a goat. Like if this happens and they lose out, like it was literally the 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 crucif the crucifixion of LeBron James because they lost to the Trailblazers the first game in the playoffs when the world is in chaos, mind you. The Lakers came back and won four games in a row. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying that it's because of the criticism that LeBron got, but that team is more than LeBron James, mind you. I know. I, I'm not quite. I'm. I think probably this year and maybe next year will. De- next year will definitely solidify it for me. For LeBron, like I will. I will be like, you know what? I'm not gonna give any more LeBron. LeBron slander. But I do want, I want, this is how I look at it. For the longest time in my life, I mean, even growing up as a kid, pretty much, fuck Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a bitch. Nobody likes Tom Brady. He's a cocksucker. The Patriots are the, the private school of the, uh, of the, the, you know, NFL. To hell with them. They suck. I hate them. They're bastards. How do they keep winning? Fuck them. They always find a way to upset things. Well, somewhere around five years, four or five years ago, I said, you know what, man? I'm done shitting on the Patriots, and I'm done shitting on Tom Brady. We're just hating because. Yeah, their their, uh, little division over there, yeah, their division is ass, but still... They get into the playoffs, and they make their way to the fucking Super Bowl, and they somehow win. It's just one of those things. Like, you eventually you have to just give credit where it's due. And that's what I started doing with Tom Brady. Now, I don't, I'm, this NFL season is going to be nuts. I have, this is, this is supposed to be Drew Brees' last year. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Think about how long it's been since we talked about football. Like, and actually, like, sat down and had this conversation. Like, holy shit. Like, remember when we were talking before, like, you know, you know, after Christmas, all these trades were happening. And, you know, it's like all this, not after Christmas, oh my God. Like, right before uh, COVID, I guess. You know, it's our right, I mean, shit, football season ended right before COVID. It's like, but all this stuff changed and all this stuff happened. And it's like, now we get to look at 
all of that stuff come to fruition. It's like that feels like that was so long ago. It was so long ago when we talked about all these all this stuff going on. What's going on with A B? <laughs> I haven't heard about A B in forever. Uh, I guess I'm assuming Odell Beckham is still with the Browns. The Browns are gonna give it another go with the same lineup. Did they get anybody? Did they get rid of anybody? I'm gonna have to do some more uh, reading and research. I might have a uh, have Tyler Tyler Ferguson, my brother-in-law, on the uh, next episode. We'll talk some sports because I'm sure he knows the up and up. Anyway, LeBron James and the Lakers tonight sealed the deal. Four games in a row, they won, and they shut out the uh, the Blazers. It's like how? Come on. We, eventually, you've got to just stop shitting on the guy. Like, LeBron James is a one-of-a-kind creature. And I put that in the mirror. You know? I say I say that same thing in the mirror. Because, I mean, I, I find reasons to shit on LeBron. Because it pisses me off that how, like, one person can just be so uh, such an immaculate... Like player and purpose to the to the sport, but it's admirable. You can only be so mad. The guy is an inspiration to millions of people. Uh, you know, I will say that uh, talking about that, you know, obviously the Lakers are going on to the next round. We've got a couple more games that need to happen. The Rockets lead against Thunder against the Thunder, uh, three to two. So. If the Rockets win Monday, then that's a wrap that Rockets are going. Uh, it's ironic because Westbrook and uh, James Harden both used to play for the Thunder. But they both now play for the Rockets. Uh, Nuggets jazzed. Uh, Utah 3-2. Uh, Mavericks versus the Clippers. The Clippers are winning in that uh, The Clippers are winning 3-2. In that uh, lineup, uh, Celtics Raptors. Looks like we've got. Oh. Yeah, so. Got a lot going on. There's definitely a lot going on. The basketball is an interesting place right now. So, if you are uh, watching basketball, you should definitely. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know. Keep keep me in keep me in touch in the loop with what who you're pulling for and what have you. Send me a, a DM on Instagram or something, or if you have my number, text me. <laughs> Most of you don't, but nonetheless, I'm trying to uh, get focused for the the playoffs. Um, next thing I want to talk to you guys about. Is podcasting. What is it about podcasting that is continuing to grow and build and spread? And it's almost like it kind of seems to me as if there's a lot of people starting podcasts because. It gives like your normal person, I mean, <coughs> it gives both the talented and the untalented people a platform. 
I think it might be like a different variation of whatever you would call someone making and building content strictly for like say YouTube or something. Not strictly for YouTube, but uh, at the heart of the the creation, <laughs> it's at YouTube. You know, it's like people who just get become someone who vlogs daily. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's, I mean, I know that's a thing, but I don't know if that's still, like, a, a main thing. There's a lot of subsidiaries of that, but, it's like, if I make a podcast, I mean, for one, it sounds cooler than saying a vlog. Vlog just sounds childish, which, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if there's any, if vlogs last an hour. I've, I don't know if vlogs last three hours. You know, some podcasts you listen to, they last for a very long time. I mean, if I got into a conversation with someone, I mean, I believe mine and Tim's episode at the top of the year, I believe it was two hours or an hour and 45 minutes. But that would definitely be the longest podcast that I've done so far. But uh, I digress. But podcasting is something that's pretty interesting. You know, I... One podcast that I listen to is a podcast called uh, the Joe Budden Podcast, and uh, they were having a conversation about you have someone like Joe Rogan who signs a deal with Spotify, and I couldn't tell you the specifics of the deal, but you might could look it up. I don't know. Uh, but for it's like a three-year contract to exclusively be on Spotify, they're going to show his video, which is an, kind of a new thing for them. I think they have music videos on there already, but for them to do like a live, or not, I don't know, it might be live, for them to do a full stream of his footage too, because his footage is a big deal on YouTube. A lot of people go just to his YouTube to watch his shit. They'll put it on in their their homes and stuff. Like this is, I mean. If you know anything about Joe Rogan and his platform and his podcast, he is the biggest, most consistent, biggest podcast in years. Like, I mean, it's fucking massive. And he stayed, people stay talking about it. And he's not being a cock to people. I mean, he says some stuff that people don't agree with, and, you know, people will make it a big deal. And I could just be being biased, but I don't think that Joe Rogan is that bad of a guy. At least he doesn't portray himself to be via his podcast. Nonetheless, uh, you know, he signs a deal for three years exclusively, Spotify, uh, all of, you know, whatever. And he gets $100 million, allegedly. It could be more, it could be less, but the number that's out there is is $100,000. I mean, $100 million, excuse me. That's a lot of fucking money for three years. I mean, that is roughly 33.3 point insert number here. Infinite number of threes. Uh, And you've got... That's a year. So. Now you've got a new standard. It's like, how, what are people getting paid? You know, it's like, obviously, obviously, if you're a fucking celebrity, you're getting paid a cockload of money. But you're sign, you're doing some deal where they're like, hey, we need eight episodes of this podcast, and we're gonna give you money. You know, it's like some crazy fucking dumbass number that people like me and you don't have, or don't see, don't filter through. So, I mean, I think to myself, I'm like, well, fuck. 
if we get, you know, this one of the things that they were talking about, and I think about it too, or I've thought about it too, but not to the extent that they were going into detail with it. But, uh, you know, it's like if a song, like for one song to get streamed and a song, your average, you know, the standard song or whatever the average song on the radio was, uh, three minutes and 21 seconds, I believe. I don't know. That might not be what that exact thing was, but in writing music and recording with people and just seeing things online, I remember that being a thing. Anyway, let's just say that. Well, let's just say that I stream that song one time and the person makes one eighth of a cent. Is that what it is? One eighth of, I don't know. On Spotify. You you don't even make a penny, I don't think. But, uh... Okay, so, but that's three minutes. But then I have a podcast that's three hours. How much is that podcast worth? How much is that podcast worth if a thousand people click it? And 200 of them listen for ten minutes. And, you know, 200 of them listen for fucking an hour and 20 minutes and then the rest of them listen for the entirety of the whole thing how much money is that worth and it was just an interesting thing i I know a lot of people probably haven't dealt with the process of recording music paying to record it uh and then paying to upload it and get it sent to dsps which is digital streaming platforms i believe i don't know they call it dsps i thought it was a word i didn't realize it was an acronym for the longest time nonetheless it's pretty interesting when you deal with that and then you see how much money you get in return. I have a friend, a good friend of ours, a friend of the show, um, J-Rad. Uh, he is doing lo-fi music, as I've mentioned before. But uh, I'm pretty sure that he has got to be getting the fucking payload. He has a song that just hit over a million plays. On Spotify. On Spotify. I mean, I don't... I'm assuming that he, uh, you know, did like the rest of us independent artists. And he fucking uploaded that shit through a, you know, one of those self-distributing sites. Like a... Like a CD Baby or, you know... (laughs) TuneCore or something like that. So, I bet he just... I bet he... Definitely just got a nice check. He had to have that. I mean, he's got songs with hundreds of thousands of plays. Like he's he's got fucking you know he's doing some shit. Jared, I don't know what he's doing, but he's in the sauce. He has managed to find himself circum circumventing the system. And if this man can consistently make this kind of music and do these kind of numbers, we're gonna be hearing Jared in fucking movies before too long commercials. Telling you, go check his go check his music out. He's at it's Jrad on social media. You probably just find him on one of my old pictures on Instagram. Nonetheless, he's making some pretty uh dope shit. For those of you who don't know, me and uh, Jrad used to rap and uh, do a bunch of shit together. That's one of my really good friends. But uh, like outside of music, it does. Listen. Listen, okay, it doesn't really matter that much because ultimately podcasting is going in a direction to where people can start making a bunch of money. And it's pretty nice. It makes you, I, I could go into a deeper dive about why podcasting is actually thriving and why people are inclined to start their own. 
Why do people feel that their opinion is so valued that they would start a podcast? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Uh, but there's also people who start podcasts, like the Paranormal Chicks, and they have, like, a purpose. You know, it's like, they, they have a re that like, their whole podcast is talking about something specific. Like, my podcast is not necessarily, has become something that is not necessarily bound to one specific to topic. Nonetheless, I do intend on uh, incorporating um, segments. I wanted. I have a couple of segments that I want to start doing because I like segments, and I also like doing the questions because when people ask questions, it tends to make more people listen because everybody wants to listen to if their question got answered. And plus, it's fun. Like it's. I, I wish I could have a. I genuinely wish I could have a different person on this podcast every single time I post it, because I love talking to other people. <laughs> Nonetheless, here we are. It's 2020, and Elon Musk is putting Neuralinks on fucking pigs, on their brains. Think about that. you think about it yeah that shit is wild this man is somehow he is somehow attaching some microchip i guess to the brain of a pig and now they're being able to test what they're intending to do to humans now if i said this in like a tone of which i was let's say Alex Jones actually praises Elon Musk for a bunch of shit, like he think. But I know that that's just some fucking Trump train bullshit. Like he's so obsessed with Donald Trump that he fucking he can't shit on anybody that supports Donald Trump. But it doesn't matter. Apparently, ninety-eight point twelve billion people do not listen to Alex Jones, which they shouldn't because he's trash. But uh, I digress. Back to my point. Even Alex Jones knows that Elon Musk is the goat. Elon Musk is like the the modern day. No, excuse me. He is a real life Tony Stark. If he has if he has something inside of him that is malicious, then that really sucks. Like you wouldn't believe it. Like it just seems like he's a hero. Like he. You want him as much as possible to stay out of, like, the bad graces of anyone. I mean, there's a lot of people who... I mean, he, yeah, so, he, of course, he fucking has more or less been like, yeah, Trump. Like, on, like, a Kanye level, though. Like, the same way Kanye was like, yes, you know, I've got some prolific shit to say about, you know, supporting Trump. But it... When you really think about what fucking Kanye was saying about Trump, it ain't really no dick licking shit. You start thinking, it's like, well, guess what? If Kanye gets more power, Donald Trump ain't going to have no fucking power when he gets out of office. Whether he gets out of office in two years, excuse me, in two months, or he gets out of office in fucking four years, he will have no more power. But guess who will have power? The fucking billionaire. The billionaire will have power. The billionaire will give people jobs. The billionaire will take people's jobs. 
Donald Trump will barely be a billionaire when he gets out of fucking office because he's probably going to be fucking paying lawyers and bills for the rest of his short fucking life. I'm not saying that in a threat. I'm just saying he's an unhealthy man. And fuck him. But, and that's why I'm going back to say, you know, the people, Kanye West knows for a fact that he will always be able to get back into the good graces of the people. If he even cares about that, he knows that's true. Because that is true. We still care about Kanye West. A fuckload of people do. It's not like there's a small minority of people who are wondering what Kanye's up to. It's like, no, if people mention Kanye West, everybody's watching. I'm just saying. That's something to think about. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about that necessarily. But it is something to think about. Because I have definitely vocal, been very vocal about my, my disliking for uh, Kanye West and the way he behaves. Because I think I, I'm also think I think of it in a fan's perspective. Because as a fan, as who someone who's dedicated like you know a lot of like interest in an artist throughout the years, and for them to just do something that's so like fuck, so proudly like against some shit that you are really rocking with, it kind of blows. And then it's like, hey, you're just, you know, dick licking this guy who fucking is sitting here talking. Look, Trump was Trump might be cleaned up now, right now, but he's he wasn't when he fucking first started. When he first came into office, he was a cocksucker. I mean, he still is, but in the same breath, he's just playing the game now. So like he is a politician now. It's not the oh well Trump's not a politician no he is he's been a politician for almost four years and he is learning how to play the game they do it with the Christian talk and all this other stuff nonetheless it doesn't matter there was a reason why we'd fucking shitted on Kanye and you know now he's running for president apparently he's still doing that shit that's crazy that is absolutely nuts he always does what he says he's going to do. You say what you want. Kanye always does what he says he's going to do. Either way, we're not really talking about Kanye West. We're talking about Elon Musk. This guy's the GOAT. He created SpaceX, which is the first company to... They sent a rocket into space, and then they brought the rocket down and landed it. That is crazy. They landed it. They didn't just, you know, shoot down to the ocean or do whatever they usually do. They shot that bitch down and sat it down on the ground. That is revolutionary. Like, that is that is a whole new world. That's like playing a video game. It's, of course, like, pre-Atari video game. <laughs> I don't even... Obviously, that wasn't really a thing, but... It's like, if they could get that thing to where they could let it launch up in the air and just go right, left, right, and shoot through the sky, that would be nuts. Given the fuel would be a problem because they would run out of fuel, but just for the sake of being able to do it. If you could fly that bitch into the sky and then land it back on Earth, what? What? (laughs) Holy shit. That is like something you don't even see that in a movie, barely. I mean, I guess, you know, Star Wars or something. Eh, who cares? Whatever. Elon Musk is that guy. You should check him out. Uh, Like I said earlier, all of the stuff I'm talking about in this podcast, I would encourage you to just look it up yourselves. Don't take everything I'm saying 
for for whatever the fuck. Anyway, ever don't ever just take what I'm saying for for verbatim. I would always encourage you to look up the stuff that you're hearing from me or from anyone else, even if they are a pundit that is fucking famous. I don't care if it's Don Lemon. I don't care if it's Tucker Carlson. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's Barack Obama. If motherfuckers say something, look the shit up yourself. Don't look it up with fucking bias intent because I've been doing that a lot lately. And it really just makes you kind of like want to want to rethink the way that you just start spewing shit out of your fucking mouth. I'm just telling you. This is something I have been dealing with. Nonetheless, it's also just something people, it would be healthy for people to just do that more often. Uh, most of you are familiar by now, I'm sure, with the blame of the James Blake shooting. Uh, it was a... To, okay, to... Look it up yourself, kids. No. Uh, it was a shooting that happened by police shot a, a black man named James Blake. I point out that he's a black man because it's really very relevant to the story. Uh, so, this happened. They shot him seven times in the back. He did not have a weapon. I mean, he didn't have a gun. I mean, they think he had. They there's people saying that he had a knife. There's pe he had, but this is the thing. No matter what the case was, it was a domestic dispute call <laughs> or a trespassing call. You know, man, I don't really fucking know what it was, but I know that these cops shot this guy that had his back turned to them. Seven times in front of his kids. His kids were inside of the vehicle. And they shot him seven times right in front of them in his back. I don't know what the fuck the whole, you know, code of conduct. I don't, I mean, there is very few things that genuinely make me feel like that was the right thing to do. Now, I don't, I, I'm not a cop. I'm also not a career, lifelong, you know, black man. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to be in either of their shoes. But I do know from here, it seems like there's another fucking way to deal with that. And why, why is it that that situation came down to what it came down to? Now, most of you probably by now know what I'm talking about, this, the situation that took place. There's a lot of different feelings about this situation that took place. But, like, which is understandable. <laughs> We're all, we all have very crazy feelings right now. Everybody's super emotional, whether they want to talk about it or not. I mean, it's a thing. But, also, when it comes to something like this, it's like, okay, well, it's shoved in my face all day. Maybe I should actually formulate an opinion on it. Well, there's two magnets. There's only two magnets. 
And both of those magnets are pulling you in opposite directions, obviously. One direction is totally justifiable. Uh, cops were 100% in the right. Uh, I don't understand why it's always got to be about race. You know, this this whole you know narrative, all of these things put together. You know, it's like it's not just like one of these things. It's like all of these different characteristics put together. But the other side is we should fucking burn down shit and do all this other, you know, wild, wild shit. And this isn't the entirety of the people. Like, there's levels to it. There's some people that can stop earlier in the gravitational pool. Fucking, you know, but when it comes down to it, it's like, I don't think that, that I don't think that that magnet is 100%. Hey, we're pulling you in this direction with one purpose in mind, and that purpose is for black and white and all other races to be treated equally. That is not what that fucking magnet feels like. That magnet feels like fucking turmoil, poison, and self-destruction. There is nothing in this world... Aside from, aside from saying that I would love for my child to live a long, prosperous, understanding, and peaceful life... With everyone on this planet. That is my number one thing. But the second thing is there's nothing more than I would fucking ever wish for. Than for everyone to be able to treat each other equally. And look at each other equally. And judge a man by the context, the context of his character. The content of his character. Like... An individual is treated like an individual. If we had the patience to treat people in such a way, this entire fucking thing would not exist. It's like, we're already, we are so, so overtly divided. And it's like, for what? For what? It's like one thing after another. And, you know, we sit here and we have these fucking conversations and it's like, oh my god, dude, like, there are drug addicts. It doesn't matter who the drug addicts are. I know more white drug addicts than I know black drug addicts. You know why? Because I'm a white guy. I bet you that a black man my age knows more black drug addicts, if they know any, because not everybody knows a drug addict. Yeah, it's pretty common. But you can say, where is it common at? Oh, well, these, they go to the hood. They smoke crack. I'm like, well, guess what, dude? Your mom is strung out on Kalanapins. Your fucking, you know, your dad drinks to, he's fucking dead every night. Pops a Xanax and goes to sleep. It's like, everybody, every, the, the whole fucking world is on drugs, bro. So cancel that out. It's like, there's so, like, stereotypes in general. I mean, I'm tripping, but I'm just saying, stereotypes are crazy. Like, I don't know. 
I just think that we are we are divided for no reason. We are divided for a reason. There's a I mean there's very blatant fucking reasons, but it's like why do the things You know, when I way before any of this, when I was a kid, I, I heard that there was like they put. I want to say that I, there was something about this on this movie, My Dog Skip. I think it had Frankie Muniz in it. They like filmed it in Mississippi and stuff, and I guess it was based in Mississippi. But I think there was something in that movie. And it might not have been in that movie. And I just heard it around the same time and paralleled it with what I saw in that movie. But of course, getting older, you find out it was true. Like they had, they gave certain sides of town to like slaves and slave families whenever they were set free. It was like you're free, but you, so that means you can't really live here. So you got to go somewhere, and you can still come work for me, and I'm you know gonna barely pay you or whatever the scenario may have been but either way you're not living on the plantation anymore and they don't want to you know some a lot of them probably didn't want to they're like sweet let's go we'll go live somewhere else well they gave the blacks a certain side of town and i say the blacks in quotation marks well henceforth the same people who gave them the rights to go live on this side of town and said hey y'all can have these fields over here to build y'all's homes i'm saying all that in the sake of like almost of course they weren't going to help them you know of course they're like the same people who let them go, let them go live over there were the same people who fucking wrote all the fucking laws into construct of what happened on what side of town hey uh this district is here Oh, this kid. So guess what? These kids can't go to school here. It's like, I mean, that's that's an example of something that probably still goes on today. It's like, oh, well, we we sign districts, and you know they make things happen. I mean, I could speak on uh, several scenarios. I mean, a lot of us don't think about that because it's like, well, you know, if my kid can go to this this school that's decent, then fine. But if they can't, then I'm gonna spend fucking thirteen hundred dollars every three months to for them to go to a private school. What? <laughs> or I'm gonna buy a house in a different school district. Like, have we ever questioned that before? Like, why? Why are we buying a home in a different school district? Because this school is bad. Why is this school bad? I mean, then of course, you could go into the specifics of that. The school is bad. There's fucking hellions everywhere, raising hell. There's probably more kids there than there are in any of the other ones. A lot of the kids tribe up. We all become tribal at some point, obviously. just something to think about i don't know i don't really know where that goes but it, it makes you wonder there's a lot that, there's a lot that needs to be thought about like individually like we all need to think about things individually but in the same breath we all need to continue to be fucking decent human beings to each other it doesn't matter what fucking race you are what color you are like 
this shit is on its way to getting very out of hand. If you live where I live, you're good for right now. But if a dude, if motherfuckers start riding down the road, these guys, okay, like of course there's there's fucking riots, there's protests, but then there's riots, two different things, but nonetheless the riots are happening very frequently. Well, finally, you have these people. I believe it was yesterday. That I mean, I'm talking about a convoy of people. Like, had to have been like three or four miles worth of cars, and excuse me, trucks, and people loaded up in them. These motherfuckers brought paintball guns. They brought baseball bats. They just drove through and drove around like a couple of different cities. But the one I'm speaking of specifically was Portland. It's like they've all done it in the past couple of days. So it's like, man, they're letting people know like these fucking rural area fuckers are. I say fuckers. I mean, they're fighting for their own cause, but they're deciding to go and, you know push back like they're pushing back on the shit that's going on in the big cities this is how what starts a fucking civil war if this shit is gonna happen this shit is gonna happen here this fucking kid went and shot these fucking three protesters and that shit was horrible and it's wretched and there's people calling this kid a hero I'm not saying that the kid needs the fucking electric chair, but he's not a fucking hero. This kid is a, like, a fucking, the prime definition of why we need to have stricter fucking, like, why did that kid have that fucking gun? Why did that kid have that gun there? Why did that kid have that gun there during a fucking riot? He was he wasn't even 18. I'm not justifying the fact that this man killed two people that whether they were attacking him or not. It just it's crazy to me. It's crazy. Why did he why did he deeper than that? Why did he think that that was a good idea? Why did he feel like that was what he needed to do? He thought that he was going to defend something, but he, in his head, he was thinking he was going to, I'm going to defend my country. And hell, who knows, he might have been. He might have been going to defend his country. Him getting in trouble with the law might end up being... That might end up being like a... He might be a martyr because of that. To some people. That child will be revered. <laughs> if this all... T if this... If after November 11th... Excuse me, November 3rd, rather. This all doesn't find a way to resolve. In a, a, a true, just, peaceful manner. And it just really does escalate the way that they're predicting. Man. <laughs> it's going to be fucking ugly. It's going to be fucking ugly. And it's going to suck. 
everyone loses out. Nobody wins. The best country in the world falls because its own fucking people decide to go at each other's throats. Tell me how that makes any fucking sense. Why? Why does that have to fucking happen? Why do we have to burn it all to the ground, metaphorically and literally? We need to fucking come to a compromise. There has to be a fucking point in the middle where people can meet. I don't understand. Like, every little thing has nuance. Every little fucking thing has so much specific information. Whether it be something that's good or bad. It's like, we're on the brink of major, major fucking, you know, like, changes... Uh, you know, scientifically and technologically, like why can't we just get behind innovation and just and just all rally together for that? It's like instead we're fighting a, a fucking war amongst ourselves, and both the media and the politicians are like, this is great. They they fucking I mean they're just it's almost like they enjoy it, and it's like why. Why is this encouraged? Why is this allowed? Why is this encouraged? It doesn't. I don't understand. But I mean, I continue to try to hear hear people out. I mean, people say what they say. They do what they do. I mean, it's it's not okay, but it's supposed to be. It's like I don't understand. I mean, I. I it makes me think about the the one lyric. Any song, actually, that you've ever heard where they say confusion. That shit speaks to my soul, even if it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. And, you know, I say all this. It does make me curious. What do you think it was like in the 60s and the early 70s? Like... When they were fucking rioting and raging out. Like, was it... Did you feel the same way you feel now? It's like, because, yeah, we do have stuff to, you know... We do have stuff to occupy our time. But the main thing that a lot of people are thinking about every day... Is either COVID or civil unrest. Or politics. It's like it has completely consumed every single, or social politics. I mean, it, it's all, all of that has entirely consumed protest, you know, like, uh, we're not even, we're not even arguing about the old things. <laughs> like, it's all things that have been talked about in, like, smaller, smaller circles and smaller, you know, sections of the country i guess but it's like mainstream now to to do and say all these things that it's like ah i don't know how i feel about this being like the yin or the yang like i don't know how i feel about mass implications of anything nonetheless i guess i'll quit being depressing uh i do want you guys to know that I think we should all try our damnedest, and I've said this before, but we should all try our damnedest to be as positive to people as we can. 
because there is no better feeling than knowing that you were just really nice to someone you didn't have to be nice to. Like, it feels so much better than, like, getting into a situation where your, you know, heart rate is elevated and you may have raised your voice or you may have typed some crazy shit. It's like, we gotta find a way to allow ourselves to just be, you know, as understanding and, you know, if you feel like somebody is in the wrong, talk them out of it. Don't, don't fucking tear them down because it's, you're not gonna tear them down. It's like, it's like shooting fire. It's like shooting kerosene into a fire. I don't know. Trying to put it out. <laughs> Either way. I mean. I'm talking to an audience of people that probably. All feel the same way. <laughs> Nonetheless. I particularly would like to see a very valid and uh, validated and prosperous tomorrow. Uh, I don't want anyone else to die. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a good week. I had a good week. Good weekend. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. And I'm going to see you guys, or let you guys hear me out once more, probably tomorrow. I might release these both tomorrow, or the day after. Either way, don't forget to check out the shop. Uh, you guys are awesome. I appreciate everything you've done for the podcast and everything you've done for my music. Very important that you guys know that I appreciate your support. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening, and I'm uh, uh, be in touch. Let's go. It's going to be a fun week.